it. Shit. All right, welcome in Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode 197. Of course, couchguysports.com. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can have podcasts now. Uh, we're everywhere. Nick changed the back end like I did with Into the Triangle. So literally, absolutely anywhere you can think of a podcast audio being, that's where we are. Uh, no Nick this week, if you haven't noticed by now. Uh, Al's on the other side, good friend Diego. What's also up, here. I think, we up, I think we upgraded, honestly. It's not hard. not hard. It's not hard. Um, of course, all the socials. Don't forget to follow Couch Guys Sports, Instagram, Twitter, uh, the Twitch channel, YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Uh, big stuff coming there like it always has been. Uh, we just announced a new show coming on board today around the Diamond Podcast. is going to be the uh, official MLB podcast of Couch Guys Sports. Into the trial because Red Sox focus. They'll be all baseball. And, and High Heat. High Heat Fantasy yep. Baseball fantasy Podcast. Baseball podcast. our Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Got the baseball on this network going through the roof and we're also going to have another announcement too later on the week with another sport so make sure you're following make sure you're following if you like baseball it's the place to be alan i started it and held it down at the beginning um Mm -hmm. we're we're upgrading it's much better talent than the two of us uh taking over other podcasts (laughs) we're just gonna focus on the red Sox, and they can take care of the rest of it um boys all right we have a lot to talk about i'm not gonna get into the weekly dump there's there's not much to be honest there's not a lot Jalen Brown turned out a dunk contest. Cool. Like not slow, kind of a, kind of a slow week. Don't you think? Yeah. Slower I, I mean, than, we, were slower than before, we were texting before the show and Diego's like, so what are we talking about? And I'm like, honestly, I have no idea because there, <laughs> there, hasn't been, there hasn't been much news. Like the big, I think the big news was JJ Watt signing. Right. Um, yes. But like, and like, cause the Cardinals came out of effing nowhere. Like I think that might be like the outside of Boston, like the big news this week. Um, Let's start there, and then we can jump into, like, the local stuff, I guess, with J.J. Watt. Car- the Cardinals, of all teams. We, we thought Green Bay, the, the Brownies, the- that's where I wanted them to go. I know. Uh, our-, our own Couch Guy Sports, Zach, Jesse Arrows, Buffalo Bills. Ha-ha! Um, ha-ha! <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Suck it. You're not getting J.J. Watt. And the then- Bills don't win the big one again. Old teammate, DeAndre Hopkins, gets his boy back. Going to the Arizona Cardinals, two-year deal. Zach is being defensive and saying, well, I didn't want to pay him that kind of money. It's fine. You you wanted J.J. Watt running down whoever the heck's going to be the Patriots quarterback two times next year. But no, not happening. Thank God for the Patriots um, for whatever their hopes are next year. And we'll talk about them in a minute because there's some free agent news to talk about in relation to them. So we'll talk about that. But guys, J.J. Watt really quietly announces not going to any of the favorites. Kind of shocking. Yeah, you know what? it is i think i think it's a testament to his market because think about it the cardinals are paying what they're giving him 23 million guaranteed i think it was like two for 31 something like that with 23 guaranteed like i'm not sure if those are the exact numbers but it's like you're telling me that another team didn't want to go get a guy that's been a pro bowler a guy that's a proven defensive player of the year that says something about jj watt because he's not the guy he used to be and frankly you hate to say it but he's kind of injured goods at this point you know, he's more likely to be on the injured reserve list than be on the yeah, field. Yeah, but the last couple of years, it hasn't been as bad. Like, it hasn't he, been. I, I can give you that. The Texans have sucked, so his name's been out of the spotlight. Same with Deshaun Watson, right? Like, and he's that whole situation. But J.J. Watt's name hasn't been on the injury list as much. He might have been, like, here and there, missed a game. But, like, before the last couple of years, Al, you're right. Like, he missed stretches. He missed a whole season. Like, he couldn't stay on the field. But the last couple of years, they were terrible. 
but he he played almost every game last year, didn't he? Like he wasn't hurt that lot, was he? So like, I, I love the sign with him and Chandler Jones on the same line. I was I was just gonna I was just gonna say that because if you look at it, like aside of the favorites that were to sign him, if you look at other teams that also could have used defensive um, improvements, the Cardinals were one of them because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Chandler Jones, phenomenal, whatnot, but you don't have something that complements his defensive side of things. And that's what J.J. Watt is just a clear runner in, in that picture. Never mind, obviously, the fact that, that DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, the dude's got a great future ahead of him if he decides to, be, to become a, a recruiting agent. I mean, not only did he, did he make his own contract with the Cardinals, but now he's negotiated a contract for J.J. Watt and made balling money for J.J. Watt out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I look at the Cardinals, and I saw something on Twitter earlier that I was, like, disgusted. Someone was like, oh, he just went to the Texans of the NFC. No, he did not. No, Not, not even close. Like, no. The Cardinals are so much closer to winning and have a winning mindset. They have a coach that actually knows what he's doing. A quarterback, mm-hmm. I think Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback, so I'll give that comparison. I think Deshaun, I'd rather Deshaun Watson than Kyler Murray. That's but true. Kyler Murray's improving, for sure. And I don't think you need much more than him to win with that team. Diego said it defensively is where they needed help. And this is a big step in the right direction. That team was doing really well this year until they hit like a, a lull. And that was just because they couldn't stop anybody. So they, they might realistically be like a running back away from being a true contender in the NFC and maybe, maybe a tight end, but that's not a necessity right now. Get a good running back and an upgrade from Kenyon Drake. And you're yeah. talking about winning the NFC West and potentially going far in the NFC playoffs. But I mean, do you really, do you really need a running back for the Cardinals considering they have Chase Edmonds as well? I mean, it can help. Like I'm saying above Kenyon Drake, Edmonds would be a good, you know, running back two yeah. option. But yeah. if you can upgrade Kenyon Drake, I mean, you have that in Edmonds, Diego, that's a pretty good one, two combo, yeah. whichever one it is. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, that's where the draft is going to be a key piece for the Cardinals as well to kind of. For sure. Well, you look at, you look at adding a running back as a good example. The Chiefs, who didn't need any help, added Clyde Edward Tiller, of all people, in the draft this year. And he yep. was the, one of the top running backs, went, was on the LSU championship team. And then, of all teams, he goes to the Chiefs. Like, there's going to be someone there for the Cardinals to add talent-wise, top-tier top talent at that position if they want to. Because running backs won't go as early. The quarterback's so heavy this year in terms of top of the draft. Like, that's what teams need. Um, and they don't need one. So, no. they'll have an opportunity if they want a new running back and a stud guy to bring up with Kyler. They can do that. And actually for the Cardinals, what I would say is like, if you look ahead of their calendar, like the 2021, 2022 season, majority of the teams that they're playing are quarterbacks that are scramblers outside of mm-hmm. the pocket. There is nobody in the NFL that shuts down a scrambler faster than JJ Watt does. Mm-hmm. And he that still is, got it. That is perfect. A perfect yep. fit for him. So I think people are undervaluing this move in the sense of what it can do for the Cardinals. Um, I don't think people pay I mean, it's the Cardinals. So people probably didn't pay that much attention to them. They were in the playoff picture for most of last year until they had that lull, and then barely missed the playoffs. J.J. Watt comes in. They make some other improvements in the draft. Like, this team is not that far away from being a contender, and they probably could have been last year with the right piece. So, like, this is a great signing for them out of nowhere. I love the way he announced he signed it. Like, he wore the shirt, and he said in the press <laughs> conference today, so for those of you who didn't hear it, J.J. Watt said in the press conference, he ordered, like, whatever, six to eight T-shirts, whatever, the final teams. He ordered the T-shirts, and he was so – particular about not wanting anyone to find out that he had a friend of his brother from from high school order the shirts with his credit card so his jj watt's name would not be on the packaging so that some low life whatever warehouse guy whoever was working like wouldn't recognize the name and leak it and whatever like that's how particular jj watt was 
with not letting this leak. And it was, it worked, but how, no one was talking about the Cardinals. And we were waiting for, and we saw the fake Peloton news, right? The fake Peloton account saying the final three, whatever, and like that crap. Yeah, that was ridiculous. No one saw the Cardinals on the radar. And then he comes out of nowhere on Twitter, source me, drops him in the Cardinals shirt. It's phenomenal. I love JJ Watt. I would have wished it was a realistic timing for the Patriots, but it wasn't. Um, Now, if this was five years ago, man, would he have been fun on a Patriots team. Um, But it just wasn't going to work out. It wasn't worth it. Um, But you're happy for him better chance of winning a super bowl there than he will in houston so um all the power to him but you know what is is reliable it is good it's our friends at manscaped it's gonna say is it manscaped by any chance yeah oh it's march madness season guys and our brackets aren't filled yet obviously but manscaped who is the best in men's below the weight grooming want to remind you to do so when that time comes their precision engineered tools for your family jewels will help you turn that kentucky wildcat into your in your pants into a South Carolina Gamecock. Manscaped is trusted over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer, obviously, for our college basketball fans and our listeners. It's 20% off, free shipping, of course, with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Guys, we've talked about on the show, Beyond Belief. Nick tried to name my baby after Manscaped, um, congratulating me on all the sex I was able to have. That's awesome. But to stay clean downstairs, I don't like telling any other story besides Nick's because Nick's is just great. When he was a kid, he loved – he used the scissors. Dig, I don't even know if you've heard this story. Oh, I, uh, I, I've heard this story. I've you, heard this story. I already know okay. the name of his first son. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> great. Uh, so we, we know the baby's naming after Namescape. We all love it. Al and I use it advently as well. Like, you know, the ball toner is great. It's the convenience of being able to have it being waterproof. Like, those things alone, man, make Manscaped great. Um, and they have created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for the more precise shave, and it's waterproof, like I just said, so make your shower shave clean and easy. Guys, that's how I do it. Grab it on the way in the shower, use the light, pop it back on the charger, and you're good to go every time you need it. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand-new Perfect Package 3.0, which is the MVP of men's grooming kits. Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer my favorite part gets it gets you excited down there has a good time speaking of sweaty and stinky balls though i am thankful for their crop reviver this product along with the crop preserver is the ultimate defense from sweating smelling and sticking throwing the two three gifts in their perfect package a pair of high performance manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day and of course a travel shed bag when you start to can travel again for those of you that are in this covid world to bring it all around your purchase does go towards a good cause because they are partnered with the GOAT Alex Caruso and the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men age 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as a part of their We Save Balls initiative. Getting, again, 20% off free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Again, every purchase at manscaped.com is going towards contributions made to the Testicular Cancer Society. 20% off, free shipping, couchguy20 at manscaped.com. Be the best ball handler this year with Manscaped. Guys, I don't know if you got excited. Clean your balls, trim them, manscaped.com. Make yourself smell good. That was so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Make yourself smell good if you need to. A little cologne action for that, everybody. Cologne is great. It um, is. 
guys, Coach Guy 20, you're welcome. Free shipping. Those perfect package. Those ball wipes, man. Ball wipes get you excited with a ball deodorant refreshed for the day, whether you're commuting or not. It's just, it's a beautiful product. So just enjoy it. You're welcome. Coach Guy 20. All right. Let's start with the Patriots in the, the meat of the show here because we had two free agents, both named Kyle, released today in the NFL, coincidentally, both named Kyle. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, 10-year vet, Minnesota Vikings, tight end, position the Patriots need. And good old friend Kyle Van Noy, released from the Miami Dolphins. He was on a five-year, $41 million contract, something like that. And they're like, nah, you're out. See you. Smell you later. Um, <laughs> good for them. It, it's clearly a cap thing with the Dolphins. Um, the cap's going down. They can't afford him anymore, and, which is a shame. He, I was hoping he'd do well in Miami, right? Like he liked Brian Flores. But let's start with Kyle Van Noy. A reunion makes sense, right? Like thousand percent, thousand percent back to the Patriots. Just easy, easy fix, right? You would think. Why won't Bill Belichick do this then? But that's my question, you guys. It, on paper, it makes so much sense. Al, why, and Diego, why, why are we going to listen in a few months and go? Well, why didn't Kyle Van Noy come back to the Patriots? What was the reasoning behind Bill not going back for him? Because it's one of two things. The silly answer is Bill Belichick doesn't do anything logical, and we all know that, and it's just going to be illogical for him. Yeah, we're used to it by now. But I think the main thing is he's going to think Van Noy's 30 years old. He's going to be entering sort of the back half of his career. Granted, he's still going to be effective. I mean, we saw how effective he was in his, like, four seasons with the Patriots. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is I think Belichick wants to go young on defense. That's the whole thing. He wants to build around guys like Jennings and Uchi and Winovich and guys like that, along with guys like Hightower and Chung coming back into the fold. But the thing is, Kyle Van Noy can take care of another linebacker position for you. You need linebackers, especially if you have Hightower back in the fold and you brought Van Noy back, like that gives you 2016, 2017 vibes all over again. Like why not a one or two year deal? Exactly. Like, like, and the thing with the Dolphins is they're saving, I think, close to 10 million in cap space by yep. release, by releasing Van Noy. So I mean, you could sign him. I think you could realistically get him, like, especially with all the cap room the Patriots have, two for 14. Two years, 14 mil, sign him. I say that's probably some of the most they'll get. Like, he's not going to get a ton with the cap space going down. Like, Patriots are one of the more favored, should be one of the favored ones to sign him, not because of the history, but the cap space they have is insane. It it Um, makes sense. At that position, they need help, and they have the cap space. And what will he do? He Two-year gap, if you need help before drafting somebody else, like, give him a year or two contract and let him re prove that he's still worthy of top money. And then he'll get it. Do what he do with Jamie Collins, right? Like Jamie Collins left, got paid, yeah. came back, had a one year deal performed and got paid again. Like let the right. Patriots be that paying factor for you. I don't care. Like he clearly loved his time here. So why not come back for a year or two? I, I think for bill, what he does is basically exactly what he did last year when it came to Cam Newton, where he literally just waited towards like the latter part of the window to mm-hmm. finally make a move. Because knowing Van Noy, the only reason why Van Noy actually left the Patriots was money. Mm-hmm. Miami had it. Miami had it available. Fun city to go to. You still, like Al alluded to, in your 30s. If you're in your 30s, you're, you got nothing else better to do and you want money. Miami is the place that you go to. So to come back to New England, I think he's going to want money and want Belichick to invest heavy on him. And we all know that Belichick and Kraft are not going to do that. If instead, what they'll do is they'll probably just invest heavily on the draft and actually promise these guys lengthy contracts that are going to be meaningful for their career moving forward. I mean, so, to be fair, I, I, I'm in the page of like, I'd rather them not invest in Van Noy if that means they invest in a receiver. 
Like I I'd rather them sign that. a free agent receiver like Allen Robinson or someone like that than I agree with that. Or, or Kyle Rudolph rather than investing in I think Kyle the Vinoy. one I think the one team that can actually use Vinoy is actually not that far from Miami. Use the Jets use the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a place where he can go and actually be the centerpiece of that of that defensive block where Jacksonville really needs it. He can be yep. that elite kind of old time professional. If you want playing for an old time coach, playing for an old time coach, playing for an all time coach that will need his expertise coming into his first year of the NFL. So, and if you're looking for to be paid well money, well, there's nobody else here in the NFL right now that has enough uh, cap space like the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, that's another place where I can see him. Do I think maybe Tampa Bay as well? I would even dare to say maybe even the Green Bay Packers, considering they also need defensive alignments as well. But I think for Van Noy, though, I think it's literally going to come down to the wire and maybe a one-year deal like you pointed out with the, with the Belichick-Craft era and see how that goes out, where neither party has anything to lose and where yep. there is no underlining promises that are going to risk the future for the Patriots moving forward. See, I think – with Van Noy, it's going to be a team, like you said, obviously needs defensive help, obviously. I think the draft's going to dictate where he goes because I think a lot of teams might be in a situation where they'd rather take a guy who out of the draft who's younger who could probably play now um, and have that young ability, have him tied up for a cheaper deal than having to pay for Van Noy. But if someone on the draft, say the Patriots, misses out on their guy, then you might say, okay, well, Van Noy's out there. I can bring him in for a couple years until I can draft another guy. Um, that seems like the more likely scenario. Look, I, I think the Patriots have a lot of ability drafting these, these defensive linebackers. I think Belichick's obviously a specialty there. Like we all hate on him for drafting receivers, but he really is good at drafting defensive talent. Yeah. Um, and so I'd rather almost, I almost would rather him draft a young guy. If it's one or the other draft a young guy, instead of annoying, then pay a guy like Rudolph or Allen Robinson to come in offensively. Cause he sucks at drafting offensive talent. Exactly. Um, if I can have both great, give me Vanoy and a young dude. But right. I don't know if I'm going to get both. So, because I would love a reunion of Vanoy. Like, don't get me wrong. Vanoy coming back for a one, two-year deal would be great. Get some younger guys in to play underneath them. Let him play with Hightower again. And these guys, uh, Chase Winovich is still here. Like, you know, you let him play with the guys he's familiar with. Get comfortable like Jamie Collins did. And then he's out, brings in money, and these young guys are ready to play. So, I think there's a way to do both. But my guess is Belichick bails on him and, and drafts some young dude who I trust him to do. Like, that's the guy I trust him to draft is the young defensive player. Yeah. And, and who wouldn't want a guy, by the way, this is just a quote from Kyle Van Noy after he got released by the Dolphins. I'm surprised and disappointed in their decision. As a captain, I gave my all to the team. I fought through a painful hip injury during the season, including spending a night in the hospital after a game. I was brought there to be a leader, and I know my teammates looked up to and respected me. I am looking forward to make, making an impact on my next team on and off the field. Play the Bill Belichick walking through the stadium gif, meme, whatever it is right now. Because that's a guy that Belichick should be getting, but we know he's not going to because it no, just. Makes- but see, even even just with that tweet, that just shows his immaturity. Somebody who's like, look at for example JJ Watt and compared to Calvin Noy. JJ Watt has been known for many injuries. Has never said anything about having to be paid less because of the amount of injuries that he's had to deal with. Instead, he's taken the high road and matured the hell up and just let his talent in the, in the gridiron speak for himself rather than send out these pointless tweets that I, that just sound like a literally like 
like an Antonio Brown want to be, where he just wants to grab the center of attention. He's bitter. But but yep. but see, but see, but that's where I disagree with you because here's the thing: it was short and sweet and to the point. Now I understand where you can say the hip injury part. If you take that out, if you take that out, then I think you have a clear statement. But what about the rest of it? Would make you think this is an immature thing. Is it the hip injury part? Is that the part you're sort of alluding to? No, I I, I think it's immature overall. Like. The fact that he was a captain, okay, that's great. And all they, they trusted you because of that level of maturity and professionalism supposedly behind it. To bring that up, I think it's kind of silly at this point, considering that you've been released anyways. Um, to talk about being surprised about being released, I think any athlete would eventually mention that. that that's not a knock on him. But I think the overall aspect of it, like the, the, the middle of it, the middle part of that tweet, I'm just like, uh, you could have done away with it. You could have just been like, I'm surprised at, at their decision, but I look forward towards my future. Wasn't and, Kyle Vanoy the guy who started the boogeyman thing here? Yeah, it was. It was Vanoy. Yeah. Was oh, it but, him or was it Hightower? I thought it was him. I thought it, I thought it was Hightower. But, oh, I mean, by, it might have been that whole group, but like. Yeah. <laughs> by, the, by the way, take this for what it's worth, but according to Karen Garegian, who was a Pat's uh, beat oh, columnist for the Boston for the um, Gronk loves Karen. If that says anything, Gronk loves Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's a Patriots beat columnist for the Boston Herald. She came out and said this was around two thirty today. For Kyle Van Noy, who's been told he's no longer wanted in Miami, a return to the Patriots would be in the realm of possibility, according to a source. So there, there, there could be some movement here. Yeah. I mean, they have to talk about it. If their Patriots are, if the Patriots know what they're doing, which I think they do, they'd be idiots and they'd be dumb not to look at them and not to have the conversation. Oh, absolutely. I agree. And say, hey, Kyle, like, we're not going to break the bank for you here. We'd love to have you back. We think it'd be a fit. You want to come on a one- or two-year deal um, for the right amount of money. You're going to play your butt off. We know you're good. We know you have the ability. And then after two years, if, you're, if your value's there, you can go get paid somewhere else. Who's going to say no to that if, right. you're, if you're Kyle Van Noy? Look, and, he, and he's seen it work, right? Jamie Collins just did it, like, twice. Jamie Collins did it twice and got paid again and then sucked. So, like – the Patriots' defensive scheme and Belichick has an aura around defensive guys to get paid. Um, Stephon Gilmore came here, filled it, and now is right. yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. I think it's a good fit. I wish he would come back. Now, on the flip side, the other Kyle, Kyle Rudolph, I was playing on his last name, uh, <laughs> tight end, Minnesota Vikings, been there for ten years. I keep saying it. I've said it almost every year at a deadline. Like they should have traded for this guy when Brady was here. Um, would have been an awesome tight end fit alongside Gronk, right? Um, to play with Gronk when he was still here. So now that he's a free agent, two parts to this. One, Patriots should be interested, but will they be? Probably not. Two, would Kyle Van Noy want to play with the Patriots? Played on a Vikings team, got a taste of success. You know, was that that Minnesota miracle team? All that stuff. Would he want to come play for the Patriots if, say, Cam Newton was the quarterback or if Jimmy G was the quarterback? Would he want to come here versus someone, say, if a Cleveland, if Najoku leaves? right? Um, maybe a second tight end in Buffalo, um, some help in Green Bay, these other teams that could use a second tight end. And as a veteran, second tight end is not a terrible gig. Get paid decent money, no. chance to win a ring. He's already made money in Minnesota. Would Kyle Rudolph even want to play here? I, I don't think so because he's a 10-year veteran. He's probably in his 30s now at least. 31, 30, something like that. Right, yeah, right around there. Yeah. yeah, so he's getting into his 30s now. The, the thing with the NFL... And that too, your, to your point, Al, tight ends don't last that long in this league. Right, exactly. And yeah. the thing is, in professional sports now, the free agents are going to contenders right away. Like they're not like obviously they want to get paid when they're younger, but when they get older, it's like 
I want to win a championship because if I, this is the last opportunity I have to go to a team that's going to win a championship. Who are the teams that we just talked about that are close to a championship? The Packers, the Bills, you know, the Browns. The Cardinals? You could say the Cardinals. You could say the Saints. There are a lot of teams you can go to that need the position, maybe not the Saints as much, but there are a lot of teams that could use either a primary tight end or a backup tight end like you alluded to, Jared. So I don't think he would want to come here. I and really I think don't. Rudolph would rather take a backup tight end on a championship team than, than be, be a starter yeah. in New England. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that's, that's, I, I have both sides of the coin on that one. I don't mind him coming to New England, and I don't think he would mind either because he could basically model that move the same way as Jimmy Graham modeled his move over to um, Chicago, I want to say. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, He could basically model that same exact move to a team that will be willing to invest their time and listen to what he's got to say and – kind of provide that expertise, especially as I think we can all agree that that first draft pick for the Patriots this year is going to be either a wide receiver or a tight end. So if you bring in somebody young that's going to be a, a, a tight end, you're going to want... You're not going to take a quarterback in the first round? Uh, I think we all know. I think we all know where this is going to go this year. I think... uh, they're, the Patriots have been heavily scouting the top five quarterbacks in the draft. That's another they're looking. source. They're looking. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they... They, they were looking also at J.J. Watt and didn't, com- didn't okay, complete but like, that transaction. They, but, um, they, they trading, up in the draft versus, trading up in the draft versus looking at J.J. Well, Watt yeah. this year is a yes, totally different story. That I agree with, yes. So, all right, so let's say first or second pick of the draft is a wide receiver or a tight end. Has to, has to be. Has to be. Why, why wouldn't you want a professional tight end in the league to be the role model of this newbie coming into your organization. Even the guys you're on the like, roster now, like Asi Asi is supposed to be this famous pass catcher down the road. Like, wouldn't yeah. you want Rudolph mentoring him? Exactly. You wouldn't want Ryan Izzo mentoring Asi Asi. I mean, they love Ryan Izzo in-house. I, just saying. I, I love, love Ryan Izzo. Guys. It's insane. I love the dude, but I just don't think he is even in the Rudolph atmosphere of, of things. Now, another team that I could see Kyle Rudolph joining is, and this is going to be a surprising one for you guys, but I even think Kansas City's Chiefs because they could use a backup for Travis Kelsey. Dude, if they if he goes to the Chiefs, that is the ultimate ring chasing, which I don't blame. Yeah, I don't blame I, him if he does. Listen, I don't be, blame him. Take a one-year deal, go ring chase, and bring some value. It'd be the same exact bolt move as like when we had Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez as our tight ends. It'd be that. What about, if, that's, if you want to use that as an example, what about going to Tampa Bay? That too. That yeah. too. Go play, with, go play with the GOAT. Yeah. Yeah, then you got three tight ends. You got Gronk, you got Bray, and then you, have, then you have Rudolph. Dude, that yeah. – it's not like Gronk caught that many passes this year either. He's mainly a tight end blocking, a blocking tight I, end. I was, gonna, I was just about to say, though, imagine, so, imagine if you wanted to run the ball and have just all three of them out there if you could. Jesus. Just Jesus. blocking. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And you got to think, right, you're going to need some weapons, right? Like Chris Godwin's probably gone if you're Tampa Bay, yeah. right? He's, he's yeah. going to make too much. I want the Patriots to get him, sure. But, like, that's a whole other conversation. But why not supplement Chris Godwin with Kyle Rudolph and maybe Julian Edelman? I know. Like, if, I, if I Julian Edelman don't plays. Know, but I like, don't know if Edelman comes back this year. I'd be he, honest he, with you. He, he, could get, he, he could get he's, cut. He is claiming he wants to play. That's the, that's the Edelman news. He's saying, I want to play. I'm not sure if my knee will hold up or whatever it is. Is it his knee? Yeah, it's his knee. It's his knee. So he's saying yeah. he wants to play. He's not sure if his knee will hold up. 
by all counts, yeah, sounds like he's playing for the Patriots if he plays. That's what I'm, I'm getting. Um, but if they do cut him, if he wants to play and they do cut him, which is a very realistic possibility, guys, Bill could look at him and go, well, we don't need you this year. And <laughs> yeah. you're not 100% healthy. Yep. So I agree. I'm just going to bail on you. You're, you're going to play one more year and probably retire. Go play with Brady. Like, Edelman, if Edelman doesn't play for the Patriots, he's either going to play for the Bucs or retire. Like, I don't think there's any other team that he's going to go for. I don't think there's any other team that's going to entice him enough to go outside of New England because he really does. I think Julian Edelman is a Bostonian. Like, he is full-blown. He will live here probably forever. He still lives in downtown Boston. Like, he wants to be a Bostonian. The only way he doesn't play for the Patriots this year, this year is if he plays with Tom Brady. Yep. And, Rob, and Rob Gronkowski. That's the only way. And I can see that happening because I really do believe that Bill Belichick will look at him and go, are you really 100%? Do we need you? We have these guys here. Like, we, we, we're, we're young. We have a crappy quarterback. Like, I don't want you right now. I don't need you right now. Go play with Tom. That, wouldn't that be yeah. something? Wouldn't that be a kick in the you-know-what? No, but Edelman gets cut, goes to play with Tom, and then Cam Newton's back as your quarterback. That's the ultimate kick in by, the this year. Oh, the oh, by the way, speaking of quarterback, real quick. Washington football team released Alex Smith, who was the 2020 comeback mm-hmm. player of the year. Mm-hmm. If you're the Patriots, do you try to sign Alex Smith? Nope. I still want like Jimmy. I want, I want Alex. I want Ryan says Patrick. Say, I take Gardner Minshew over Alex Smith right now. Say that's your, say that's your last option. It's either if him it's or Cam. That or Cam? Cam. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. Cam's a second. Cam would be a second year in. I think most people would rather play with Cam than Alex Smith. And that's a big factor in this guys. What I said, I'd rather Cam. Cam Newton still has a draw around the league. Like, I'd almost want Cam over Gardner Minshew, and that's partially because who wants to play with Gardner Minshew over Cam? No. Oh, my God, it's no. Superman. It's, it's Superman. Like, I think a lot of players around the league still view him as Superman. Ah, yeah. Right? Like, and people have said it. Like, it, he still draws. So, if you want to bring in some ta- – like, would Alan Robinson come play with Cam Newton? Probably. If you, if I wouldn't tell- mind that combination. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as much as Cam sucked last year, and I don't want him here – if it's that or uh, what, Marcus Mariota? Like, I would love Mariota. I, I've been saying this, I think, he has. for a very long time now, and I've been beating around the bush, but like now it's becoming even far more realistic of a move for the Patriots to make, considering his youth, his arm, and his Especially talent. if he gets released. If he gets released. Especially that, too. And the fact that the Raiders want to just continue building around Derek Carr. They're not there's ready no need to for him. move on from Derek Carr anymore. So there's no, there's really no need for the Raiders to have on the payroll somebody like Well, Diego, Mark they can't even afford both of them together. Like exactly. with the cap going down, they can't afford both of them. And they've clearly chosen Carr because they're saying they'll get rid of Mariota for a fifth round pick. So, Jesus. yeah, exactly. Like if you're the Patriots, and I talked about, I think it was last week how we talked about this. I, Diego, my ideal situation is you, you, however you get Mariota, you get Mariota. Fifth round free agency, if he gets cut, sure. whatever. And then you bring in a young kid. Or, and then you also bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick and let the three of them battle it out. Like, Cam Newton, I don't want, I don't want Cam Newton anywhere in this team unless I actually have to. Um, I understand Jared Stidham might be there initially, but, like, probably gets cut because they don't like him. I know nobody there likes him in terms of player-wise. If you give me a quarterback battle between Mariota, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and a kid you draft, you figure out who's going to start, you keep the kid, obviously, and then if you want to keep three quarterbacks, you keep them all three. But like, See, so, if not, you cut Fitzpatrick probably. So my like, ideal situation, like personally, I'm not a hater of Fitzpatrick. I absolutely love to do it. I have nothing but respect for him. 
does he fit in Boston? Yes, obviously. His personality oozes Boston all around. I'm just not sure if he is that backup guy for New England. I'm not sure. On, I want him to start. I, on, he's on, a, but, on a, on a one-year deal, maybe? On a one-year deal, maybe I could start that. But if I would he's not say, starting, I want him cut. I would say for since the Belichick craft era right now seems to be building up for the future in a sustainable manner with youth behind it. I so I, I definitely wouldn't mind an extension deal contract with Ken Newton around it. Only if you are bringing Marcus Mariota to piggyback off of Cam Newton and have a competition between the two. You don't need Jared Stidham. You, need, you don't need Brian Hoyer. And you can definitely move away from some of the pieces like Nikhil Harry and maybe even an additional piece because uh, Nikhil uh, Harry was a bust. We all know that. And Cam Newton had literally no weapons at all last year. And Jared, listen, as I, I'm, I'm okay on Stidham. I just don't consider him my backup quarterback. I think he needs to change the scenery. A, a team that it's easier to build on rather than the high competitive competitive um, environment that you have here in the, in the AFC East. Because keep in mind, Buffalo is still growing tremendously. The Jets yeah, are going to make a yeah. The Jets are going to make a run for Deshaun Watson if they if they can. And probably the favorite too late, Deshaun and, Watson. But, exactly. Miami is warming up real fast, no pun intended. And also wants Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and that leaves New England with what? With just Cam Newton and Jared Stidham? Makes now, no Cam, 2015 Cam Newton, I'll take. But you're yes. not getting oh, 2015. in a heartbeat. So exactly. that's my issue is I'm okay with Cam being here because I think the poll is there. Like, if you give me a two-year deal with Cam Newton, I don't, if, if, he doesn't sign, if he signs more than a one-year deal, I'll be shocked. But, like, if you say yeah. give me a one- or two-year deal with Cam Newton and then go to free agents and say, okay, you're, you're playing with Cam. That's your quarterback, but you're also going to have a young guy there too knowing that we're building for the mm-hmm. future. But you're playing with Cam. Okay, yeah. great. Allen Robinson, sign me up, right? Like, I, I think Cam, free agent-wise, out of everyone we're talking about, drafts, you know, Mac Jones, all these guys, Cam Newton probably draws the best for a free agent. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I mean, Cam, Cam Newton was probably one of the very first guys to bring into the NFL that scrambling quarterback type of play. I mean, if you look Besides at Michael Vick, yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, if you look at Lamar Jackson, if you look at Pat Mahomes and, and any of these other guys, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, if you look at who they model basically the type of play, but just made it that much better, it's Cam Newton. No other yep. than 2015 Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, do I mind Alex Smith and the Patriots? Not at all. Like I love the guy. He's a stud, but do I take him over at Cam Newton? Uh, no, because Alex is just that much of a higher risk of injury that leaves us in a crapshoot. Yeah. Diego, are you, Diego, are you a Mac Jones supporter? I don't know much about the guy, to be honest with you. Um, wouldn't mind him, but I'm more, I'm more sold on, on another pick. How about in the first round? If you got Mac Jones, let's say hypothetically Patriots draft Mac Jones first round, would you be supportive 15, of it? At fifteen, not at fifteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd, I'd be in for it. I'd, I'd be curious to see what he brings, but I'm not sure if I'm, like, if, if I'm the Patriots right now and I'm trying to trade for either a higher pick in the first round or trying to trade up for higher value. Like, if I'm really gonna draft a quarterback in the first round. My my elective choice is Zach Wilson. 
I know. And, and there's, there's been a lot of people that like that's, that's are in that boat. I, I will say this really quick. Free agency is less than two weeks away. So that's going to solve a lot of questions. But ideally, if you're the Patriots, right? You're at 15. Whoa. What? Yep, I got it. At 15. <laughs> so then when you're at 15, you're hoping that one of two things happens. Either Kyle Pitts falls to you at 15 for your tight yes. end position. That's oh scary. God, your yes. tight end. Or you hope that Jalen Waddle falls down to 15. Then if you can get Jalen Waddle, you sign a free agent, a wide receiver in free agency, whether it's Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin or Juju Smith-Schuster. Then if you have one of those guys, Waddle, a healthy Edelman, and Jacoby Myers as your three or four receiver, that's pretty good. But then you have Cam Newton still throwing them the ball who can't hit the side of the barn. Well, maybe – I. and listen, I hated Cam Newton too, and Diego can attest to that. Maybe with a healthy season and maybe with a full training camp under his belt, maybe the arm strength comes back. I'm not banking it's not. But see, I don't even think it's the arm, the arm strength isn't the issue. It's the accuracy and the wobbly balls coming out of his arm. The arm I think it's – He's launching balls down the field, no problem. It's it's the when when uh, Jacoby Myers is wide open and he yeah, throws yeah, yeah. it ten yards in front of him in the dirt that, is what I'm concerned about. That that I can give, and, and I mean again, like I, like I mentioned previously, keep in mind the type of conference that you fa- that you're facing right now. It's a highly competitive conference that you're facing that has developed that defensive game to people that actually create plays defensively mm-hmm. and can change the course of the game regardless of who you have throwing. I think for Kim Newton, again, like, like I've said so many times, last year is really just not a true testament to be able to judge him. Did he make stupid and careless mistakes? Absolutely. Yeah. Like the fumbles against Buffalo and a couple of others, like those were bullcrap moves that I even questioned. But besides that for throwing weapons, the dude had nobody. Besides Julian Edelman, the dude had nobody. And the, the few times that he was able to find Demir Bird and Jacoby Myers, seven out of those 10 passes that were going those ways were connected. Yep. And that's if he was able to be protected within the pocket because we also didn't have anybody really protecting his pocket as much as we and accustomed to in the Tom Brady area. And hopefully Marcus Cannon coming back too will help with that. Exactly. Yeah. Strength exactly. The but then you gotta keep, then you got to worry about Andrews. You re-sign Andrews. Tooney, I'm not too worried about because you could have Michael Owenu fill in that spot. So then you could yep. have, when healthy, Isaiah Wynn, Owenu, uh, Andrews, Shaq Mason, Marcus Cannon. Which isn't terrible. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like it. Offense, this team, no matter what you do offensively, the powerhouse of this team is going to be uh, the running backs. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Like, I think they're a running team, and they support their running backs, Right. Damian Harris is clearly their top dog. And I yeah. think they found someone in Damian Harris, which is good. Uh, with him, Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead, I think you're okay. James White probably has gone free agency um, to go to someone who can play. Now, I think James White had a down tick this year because it wasn't Tom Brady on the team. So, and he's so used to Tom and catching a pass. And maybe James White's a, a low flyer on you know, the Bucs situation too. I think a lot of these former teammates have the right flexibility to go play with Tom if they want to. I think the two quarterbacks that I really think are realistic in the draft are Mac Jones. And I think Trey Lance could be there if you want to trade up, if you're willing to trade up and, and move Trey Lance is someone that I think you can get as a Patriots team and would fit and is young. He's like 20, right? Stupid young. And yeah. his arm strength is mobile. 
Um, I'd almost rather him, I'd rather him over Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones could actually be there at 15, but people are even saying now he might not even be there at 15 because that many people need quarterbacks this year. Um, so it's the wrong year for the Patriots to be in the middle of the first round looking for a quarterback. But I think if they want to, and I think they should want to, Trey Lance could be available for a trade up for a team that doesn't need a quarterback. Uh, by the way, trade 15 and Stefan Gilmore. That's a trade package that a lot of teams will be calling in on. Stephon Gilmore won't be a Patriot in the fall. No, like, he, it's, it's, it's that, a right? foregone conclusion. He's gone. He's going. So use him as an asset. You get either you trade him for a, a stud wide receiver, right? Um, I don't know who's out. I don't know anybody off the top of my head that you could trade Stephon Gilmore for. That'd be a fit, but like, or you trade him in the draft and say, Hey, I'll take Trey. Lan- give me the pick so I can take Trey Lance and I'll give you Stephon Gilmore in 15. But see, like for me personally, Whoa. like for me personally, I see this draft as like a nothing to lose kind of situation for the Patriots because it's literally nothing to lose. They got mm-hmm. a great amount of cap space, some decent picks overall in the whole entire draft. So they're in a situation where they've got nothing to lose. And I've said this before, there's nothing more dangerous than a person that's got nothing to lose. Um, but if I'm going to use an asset like Stefan Gilmore, I'm going to want to use it in a trade where I can get a stud of a wide receiver or a tight end already in the NFL so that I don't have to worry about my drafts. Because if I'm going to use Stefan Gilmore at number 15 just to get a higher pick in the first round, uh, kind of a wasted deal, to be honest, in my but if it's your But if it's your future quarterback? Yeah, especially if you can get into the top ten, maybe even if you're top using like Stephon Gilmore, seven. If you're, what if you're okay? Take Trey Lance out of it because this is I know this is your guy. If you can trade Stephon Gilmore in fifteen and get up to get Zach Wilson, potentially, I I would potentially consider that because I, I think just, Zach Wilson's a sure thing. Like and, I think Zach Wilson's a he's an NFL quarterback. And, Gil, and Gilmore's going to be gone. That's the thing. No what. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I agree. I agree that Gilmore is absolutely gone. He, I, I don't even picture him. The thing, the thing that the, the thing that I think Diego has on his on his side for this argument is they don't have to trade Stefan Gilmore. He's under control. Right. If they don't trade him, they don't find anything worth of value. He plays, and it, it's in his best interest to play because. Right. They, so I don't think the Patriots have to deal him. Now they will they yes, and I think they will get a ton for him. I'm not saying they're not going to trade him, but if you're telling me if if they look at that and go okay, the only way we're trading Stefan Gilmore is 15 him and for the quarterback, and it's not necessarily the quarterback we want. Let him play. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you trade him at the deadline when something else comes up. Like there, there's ways to trade Stefan Gilmore outside of before the season starts that, but I think Stefan Gilmore is the type of player that won't sit out. Like I, like I think at this point he has his money. He'll play. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it there. That's it. There's nothing <laughs> else. There's nothing else to talk about. We've talked enough. Nope. Uh, Red Sox are starting. That's great news. The Celtics suck still. And the Bruins. They're, are hey, the they're 500 team. now. They're back up to 500. Hey, the Knicks 500, have a better yeah. record than them. By Just a saying. game, but yeah. The, the right. Knicks are the four seed, guys, as we record this. The Knicks are the four seed. That's what's happening in the Eastern Conference. And the Celtics are probably going to get waxed by the Clippers tonight. Probably, 100%. <laughs> uh, but good news, the Bruins are one of the best teams in the league, and the Red Sox are a month away from opening day. And we can focus on that. Yay. We'll leave it there. Couch Guys Sports podcast, of course, on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff, couchguysports.com. Follow the Twitch channel, the YouTube channel, all the other podcasts. We have members of Into the Triangle on this podcast, Legends Lingo, Yellow Card Podcast, bunch. There's a bunch. So just go follow them all. <laughs> um, Al, we might, have, we might have Nick back next week. I don't know. If not, we'll call somebody else up to the big leagues. It's fine. We're here. Exactly. We'll talk to you all next week. See ya. See you guys.
Oh wait, shit. <laughs>